Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 1000 Hour Southside Podcast. I'm laughing because I should have just said this five minutes ago because we have just been sitting here talking, me and Nicolette, and I think I'm just thrilled to be back, back talking to you on the screen. Oh, um, I'm glad. Yeah, it's, it's like just talking to a friend. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best it when is. it's someone you already know, and yeah. you're like, oh, we just get to have this conversation. Have, t- have some time. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, so this is Nicolette uh, from A Wilder Child, which I'm sure that you've heard of. Uh, You know, I can't say that about many other things, right? But A Wilder Child is everywhere, right? I mean, just everywhere. You are influencing the masses, and you have been for um, almost a decade now. So um, can you take a a quick minute and and introduce yourself? Okay. Hello, everyone. Um, Thank you so much for having me here. I'm always like just... I'm still amazed and honored that um, just at everything that happens all the time with with um, just the entire movement and with Wilder Child and Wild Schooling. But I, okay, so I'm Nicolette Souter. I'm the creator of Wilder Child and Wild Schooling um, and the Kids Moon Club. And uh, yeah, my my purpose, which has taken on a life of its own, is mm. to really just help um, people recognize just that inherent bond that's within them um like just to help them rejoin with with that sacred connection to to the land um and to do that in community too so that's me (laughs) you know I tell you what I love it and I um so I want to tell a story about well we've known each other for a while because we've sort of been in the same space for a while um, but have connected more in the past couple of years. We live in the same mm-hmm. state. We too, do have to see each other. Uh, which has always it's been on a thing. Happen, yeah, yeah, it's happening. It's so that's been on our radar. But you and I, um, when COVID hit and, and all these families sort of got blindsided and um, and all of a sudden, you know, these families that maybe would have never even considered homeschooling were homeschooling yep. and everyone was home together. And so you and I did... Uh, like an online homeschooling workshop together. And it was really special. You know, there was a, kind of some smaller groups and I thought it was really mm-hmm. intimate. But the, the the part about it that I really want to focus on is that you and I had had this, you know, we'd gone back and forth and we had this sort of script and this layout. And then when we finally got to doing it, basically I just took notes the whole time. Because oh, <laughs> you were saying all these things that... I, they just kind of blew my mind. And I felt like I was in a pretty good spot with homeschooling. You know, we've been doing it longer uh, yeah. than you guys have. But as soon as you start talking, I was like, I was taking the class. You know, I just writing down all these notes uh, because you are purposeful about the way that you live your life. And it was so refreshing and so different to hear these things like, and I've talked about it a lot since, like you revolve your schedule around the moon and and the and the full moons and the cycles. And I never had heard that before, Nicolette. And I thought, <laughs> wow, like there's so many cool ways that we can choose to live and we get yeah. to write our own script and we get to make those choices. And um, so I've told so many people, I was like, I met this friend and guess how she (laughs) scheduled her year, you know, people are fascinated and it gives them permission to go off, off the beaten path and say, this is kind of how I want to live my life. And, um, so that's sort of our background together. And I, you are just endearing and delightful 
your writing, it just hits everybody deep in their soul. Um, so I could not be more honored to call you a friend and to have you on today. Uh, it's it's going to be December when this airs. And so yeah. what we're going to start off by talking about, since we're talking about sort of living your life in these cycles and rhythms, mm-hmm. and you can probably hit on that, um, is your beautiful program, The Kids Moon Club. And before you tell us a little bit about it, I um, came across the very first blog post where you you put, basically, I'm shaking in my boots. I've spent two years on this, and I'm about to put it out in the world. And I think so often when we see people's creations, we don't realize the sort of uh, nervousness and heart and blood and sweat and all of those things that go into it and then we're going to present it we don't really know where it's going to go so I just want to say congrats I know it's been this will be year five I think yes yeah good thing you know that (laughs) it is one of those things where it's it's still scary and I'm still innovating it um and still changing things based on you know what families have said and I never, it was something that just came out of our experience and out of, um, you know, a heart centered place, which you're, that's where you come from. And so it's scary to, to come and put your art, which is essentially, you know, I think everybody's an artist and to then put that out into the world, uh, it's really vulnerable and it's really scary, but, um, so every time I'm just humbled and amazed and that, that people want to be a part of it. But it is, yeah, it's near and dear to my heart. It's even hard. It's like even hard for me now to talk about it. It I'm like a horrible person when it comes to like, you know, explaining and pushing my own things. But um, but it's not pushing it. I I just want to hear a couple things. Tell us about your life. Tell us about (laughs) this. And you talked about it a little bit when we did our homeschooling class about how, you know, sometimes people view these different moons, you know, as... It, it, they're very disconnected from it. Mm. And so you had talked about even in the homeschooling class that this can be part of your rhythm that, and it's really exciting. Every month you post about it, the new moon, and people can have different traditions and infuse these different memorable things. So yeah. I think you could tell us a little bit about your life and then yeah. also about what, what, I mean, I think people want to join this Kids Moon Club in 2022, (laughs) and there's only a month, right? There's only a month to hop on. So it it only, it opens once every year, and Mm -hmm. it's started, well, we started celebrating the, when I, when I moved to Michigan, we, my husband and I wanted to start a permaculture farm. So we were just completely overwhelmed. We had a one-year-old, and um, we had never ever done farming before so we'll like we'll just do this now with the little and we're learning how to be parents um you know our generation has really I think done a lot of reinventing and a lot of healing around our parenting and taking taking the good stuff and also trying to you know look into the future to make things um, as, as good as we can make them so we were on that healing journey and nature was such a part of that and um, specifically the moon, because it just helped us re-sync up with those sacred cycles. Um, we It helped us find our center because we just felt so decentered from all these um, just these parenting ideas that we were breaking down and building ourselves back up. And so the moon was such a huge part of that. And, and 
specifically the full moon. We just started celebrating, you know, colloquially, colloquially, those uh, moon names are like the wolf moon. We've all heard those by now. Yeah. But, but um, what I came to realize through celebrating those and fi- helping those that really started to serve as our anchor is that the moon, those names were really different for a lot all around the world globally, like different cultures have called those moon, those moons, different things. So there's the milk moon. Um, there's, you know, there's the, the sturgeon moon in some areas, but not in other areas. So we started to create our own names based on our biome. Um, and that was something that the indigenous oh, tribes that. in North, North America did. So we were looking at our phonology, nature's calendar, the things that were emerging in our in our area and applying that to the names, which is how it really was. And I think then that led us into this whole idea of decolonizing our nature-based experience and making it much more relational. Like instead of going and being like, oh, okay, this is Frog Week, we had to reconstruct how our relationship to mother nature and being like, no, like what's in our world? Like what's emerging for us right now? And it, and it's such a simple thought, but it's so radical because we've been so taught to commodify our nature-based experience. Like we're going out there to take something it's backdropping our, 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 our lives. You know, we're going skiing. Um, we don't know the name of the people who, who used to live there. We don't know the history of that particular land. Um, and we don't really have a deep relational con- connection because we haven't been taught it. And so through this process of the Kids Moon Club, not only are we re-syncing up to, to the rhythms, which is just helping us um, get rooted and connect to each other, we're also building a relationship that's specific to where we are. And it's happening over and over and over again every yeah. single year. So um, it's, yeah, it's been pretty life-changing for us. Yeah, it's really beautiful. It makes me think about a couple of things. Um, it's, we're heading into the holidays season here. Um, and so people have different traditions uh, and they're really special, right? These yes. are the things that ground you and you mm. remember forever. And so one of the things that I really like about this is that it infuses it throughout the year, yes. you know, Um and so, so tell us about how sort of on a monthly basis, uh, okay, okay, let me be honest. I don't even know how often a full moon happens, and I don't know what permaculture means. So uh, <laughs> give me, clue me in just a little bit. And then, but, but what, what I'm envisioning is, and, and sort of this is how you talked about when you schedule your year, is that as opposed to there being like a couple holidays, this is, this is happening way more often, right? The moons are happening. Okay, help me out. So we have like the new moon is the beginning of the cycle and the the number of cycles varies for for every year. So sometimes it's 12, sometimes it's 13, sometimes you have a couple of blue moons in there. So every year I have to redesign the Kids Moon Club for like the way that the lunar cycles are falling um, during that particular year. So it shifts a little bit, but generally speaking, the, um, we start the first new moon after the winter solstice. So for us, uh, the winter solstice marks this beginning of our solar year, beginning of our homeschooling year. But I don't even want to use the word homeschooling because I think that so Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you're homeschooling or not, but the beginning of of that volume. Yes. I remember you talked about this in our journey. 
Yeah. So that that volume of of our lives is like from winter solstice to winter solstice, and then within that, so that's the solar cycle, and then within that is the are the lunar cycles, and so. So then you have those that start and you have this opportunity to wax and wane, like in breath, out breath throughout the entire year, instead of being like, oh my gosh, we're in winter now. And we're going to go inside for all of the season. And then we're going to have this, this, you know, especially in Michigan, we have these, I mean, we are people of the like ups and downs. (laughs) We are extreme people. (laughs) So, so it's nice to have those mini breaks inside of that larger cycle of like, okay, like I'm getting that waxing action in, in the, um, like the beginning part of the cycle. And then that full moon hits the halfway point of the cycle. And then you have that, that lowering, right. that waning action it's called gib- all the way down. Gib- gibbous? Gi- uh, yeah. Waning gibbous and waxing gibbous. Those are another like, you know, minor phase inside of the whole thing, but we focus on the four main ones. And I try to keep it simple, like, because I need to keep things simple (laughs) as a parent. It's like, I can't handle, um, I can't handle too much. Uh, so I just try to keep it and whatever you can do. I think that's the message too. most families can handle. Okay. It's the full moon. I can yeah. get out there. I can look out the window. It's a great anchoring point. And it's amazing for little ones because yeah. they get excited. Like it's a full yeah. moon, you know, yeah. it's, it's something big and energetic that you can really yeah. attune to. Um, so I think those are powerful things in nature, the big things, right? Like mm-hmm. the water, the, the mountains, the trees. Um, if you're just trying to introduce and get realigned um, and you feel a little bit disconnected, I think it is great to have a big thing like a full moon that can get you pumped up and you can like mm-hmm. build that culture on something that's like that. If you start with something like foraging, that can be super overwhelming. But as a little sure. one, like my daughter's starting as she's one years old and we're, we're tethering to those full moons. I mean, that's going to stick. Right. Yes. Like even the farming, that's really overwhelming. Right. You know, yeah. But you're but when you talk about these moons, they are fascinated. You know, I mean, I remember my kids going moon, moon, and we did the sign. And I mean, they were really little and I'm fascinated, especially those really big ones. And they're so bright. The grandparents are fascinated. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. this is something that you could do as an entire family. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so 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 specifically so if someone were to they could join the kids moon club as this airs they could join now there's just this small window of time to Mm -hmm. join and this is going to make their 2022 have such beautiful rhythm Mm -hmm. and add so much what what would they be doing you know um they'll walk away a part of the club that they can use forevermore um not only a framework like a rhythm but also there's a story so there's there's um there are two characters and they walk you through the entire prop, the whole, the full, they walk you through the full moon forest. So there's a different part of the story for each one. And there's a different map piece of the forest that my sister-in-law and my brother actually have done all the artwork and they're just incredible art wow. artists. And so it's like a labor of love there. There were so many things. I mean, it's so hard to like actually make it happen, but um, you get a little piece of the map every single um, moon cycle. And then you get the full, 
you get the full full moon forest like picture of mm-hmm. all these characters yeah. that you meet along the way yeah. you meet a different character that goes with each of the moons so um there's a wolf girl for the wolf moon and she has a power and it's really like um, about your emotions as you go so mm-hmm. There, it's built. It builds on like in the beginning for the wolf moon. You're really building your your will, right? It's all about in order if you want to do something, if you want to go on a journey, you first have to decide to do it. So she's encouraging that, and then it just builds from there with the culmination at the end of the peace moon, where you're really just integrating. So you're you're they're teaching you how to go through that emotional rhythm that's tied to nature throughout the entire thing, and then there's. Uh, basically the centerpiece I I focus on the story because I love the characters so much Mm -hmm. but the centerpiece is really about parties it's a full moon party gives you everything you need to celebrate those moons every single cycle those full moons I think you gotta celebrate yeah like we get so I mean it's all and you you are so good about talking about play and how important play is and um, so there's a treat and there's uh, an, an, an activity that's actually something that you make that's featured in the story. So I try to make it contextual. Oh, how Not fun. like um, just crafts that you're just gonna, that they don't really have a place within the wider journey. I tried to tie it all together. Um, even the food that's featured in some of the treats is featured in the story. So um, it's just, it's all about that celebration of, mm-hmm. of this amazing event that we get, no matter what's going wrong, yeah. what hasn't worked, you yeah. have that, Every single month, you have this shining light of um, we're going to celebrate it, however big, however small. We're gonna we're gonna mark that moment, and it's gonna yeah. be good. <laughs> well, what a what a gift! The time of the year is so neat because it's it would be such a great gift to give for your family or to another family or to you know your grandchildren as something. That, like you said, lasts forever um, in terms of habits and rhythms, but just that you know that 2022 is going to have just, you know, these really special, unique, Mm. memorable times that are multi-age and across the generation. So, uh, you know what it makes me think about, Nicolette? We, um, We have from time to time tried to keep a Sabbath day of rest, Mm. and um, we haven't been the best at it, uh, but... Um, you know, and I don't even really know how much, what I really even think about it, you know, like, are we supposed to do it? Are we, but we've tried it from time to time where, um, and what has worked with having young kids is to do it in the Jewish tradition. It's sundown to sundown, uh, Friday to Saturday. And so, you know, we would try and not work, you know, we had small kids and I would try and cook ahead and, um, and it was, it was it was surprisingly actually easy to make it happen, even though like the other days of the week, I would have a hard time getting meals on the table. But you right. know, there was something about I, it just worked. Um, but what it did for me, Nicolette, more even than having that rest period, was that it made me aware of the passage of time. Yes. And so what would happen is that each Friday, either the sun would set earlier or it was set later and there was a 10 minute difference or an eight minute difference and every single week you tuned in I was like Mm -hmm. oh time is passing and so that's what this makes me think about you know that I think it's so easy to just go your go go your wheel spin your wheel spin 
But if you have, you know, and holidays come or birthdays come, but if you have this rhythm where you're stopping and you're celebrating mm-hmm. and the seasons are changing and the moons yes. are changing, it reminds you that life is passing by. Eating better is easy with Factors delicious, ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So get started today and get after your goals. Some of the things we love about Factor are their two-minute meals. You can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Our kids love the pancakes, smoothies, and more. And there's a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, including midday bites. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And remember, to sign up and save, we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash outside50 and use code outside50 to get 50% off. That's code outside50 at factormeals.com slash outside50 to get 50% off. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Question, what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Read a few chapters of that book, start painting that guest bedroom, tackle that pile of laundry, play a card game with your kids. A lot of us spending our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. If you're feeling stuck, therapy is something that can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is a wonderful thing. It can help you learn positive coping skills or show you how to navigate properly setting boundaries. With BetterHelp, it's easy to get started. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try and visit BetterHelp.com slash 1000 hours to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 1000 hours. Absolutely. And it reminds you that you can navigate, you have, you have choices. Like you have an option that is way more biologically and ancestrally aligned than the box that they have us in, which is the calendar. Um, And I think that it's not, of course we do the calendar. Like we're not that far out. I mean, we're far out, but, (laughs) but, um, to have another option, a cyclical one, I think it does something to your brain. Like my children, I already, I can tell the flow is just different with them. They, I can ask them right now, where are we in the cycle, both on the larger solar cycle and the lunar cycle. And they will know in their, like, basically they know in their bodies. Um, And I think that translates to so many other things, just from from a practical perspective, thinking like, oh, well, maybe there's another way to do something just on that level. Yes, yes. And that is sort of the whole point, right? (laughs) Which is like when we do this homeschool class and I'm thinking like, you're just going to say everything I already know. And then you start talking and I was like, wait, I've been missing out. (laughs) And I was like, I don't even know the basics. Listening to you, I'm like, man, I I can't. There's other ways to live. And uh, 
Yeah. Wow. And so, slow. And what other ways to think about time, other ways to think yeah. about the pace of your own life and to experience the pace of your own life. I mean, to me, that's sovereignty. You know, that's true freedom. And yeah. so when you start to navigate that way, you just, after a year of doing living in that cycle, you just come out different. And then you come out with 12 or 13 of your own biome bonded anchor points Yeah, that you can do. You can, of course they can change, you know, but um, you have, and then you start building culture around those. Yeah. And that's, that's like a whole other thing, but yeah, Mm -hmm. it's so. What a gift to give kids, you know, so here, this is coming out in December. There's one month about right to join the kids moon club. If people are interested, uh, where can they find um, information? Nicolette? Um, Okay. So they can find it on wilderchild.com and on my Instagram at be a wilder child. Um, and we're, that's, yeah, that those yeah. are the best places to find it. And there's just a limited window, right? It is. Yeah. It's from you know, December, December 1st. And well, actually we open up earlier in November, a little bit ahead of time to give a scholarship because I know a lot of uh, people can't, um, Oh, we want to give a scholarship. We'll give a scholarship. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I, I definitely want to give out, you know, um, some to your audience. Cause I know it's, it's, it's not not everybody's able to do it. So we give a scholarship period from, it varies each year, but like during November 23rd to 24th, uh, but I'll put it up on when that happens. And then the window, then the doors open on December 1st and they close the last day in December. So it's this, it's this window. I don't, I'm not trying to like create some scarcity. I really, we do that because then it starts up and then it is, uh, it is a year long experience. And I, you know what? I think it's really neat because I think that we are bonded in that way. You know, like 1,000 hours outside is a year-long uh, thing. Absolutely. And, yes. and it's, it's one of those things that um, is a big commitment, you yeah. know, but but years come and go. We sure yeah. know that. And, um, you know, and you look at your you're always great about, like, telling people, do what you can. Yeah, sure. And that's how it is. But, you know, you and I have this thing like, hey, the 2020 is going to be a great year, you know, with these. It might be hard. You know, there might be some big hardships, but um, to have this beautiful rhythm and flow. Yeah. um, It makes sense that our programs are longer, though, because we're taking the long view. I mean, we're both about moving at a slower more connected pace. So yeah. it makes sense that a lot of like people are just trying to figure out my business and they're like, this is, you should not do this. Like, this is way too complicated. It's, it's way too big. It's way too long. It's way too clunky. And I'm like, well, we're going big. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Cause I get all that. I've gotten all the same feedback. Like what? Like, what are you Three doing? Hours <laughs> time? What is this? <laughs> but, What's your but, strategy? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know the strategy. <laughs> You know, my favorite thing was your introduction when I was like, introduce yourself and you said like two sentences. And I'm like, I'm the same. You know, I have these people on the podcast that have this like list of accomplishments. I actually had this mom this morning. She was lovely. I mean, they sent me a whole page of her accomplishments. And then I'm thinking, well, when I go on podcasts, I have none. (laughs) I have zero. We're just out here existing. (laughs) Oh, I love that. You know, 
I tell you what, for people who are listening, you just want to be connected to Nicolette. I mean, that is the thing. And so one awesome way is, is to sort of, you know, get into her world and you join the Kids Moon Club. Um, and that, I mean, that's a life-changing experience. I think that's what happens, right? Is that, you know, for you, it's like people do it, mm-hmm. you know, or for 1,000 hours outside that you just need a couple people that try it. And then they're like, oh. They experience oh, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, they okay, I get it. They get yeah. out there. They they get out there for their hours. They get out there yeah. to see the to moon. See the moon. We're, we're basically like the magic is happening out there. Just yeah. get out there. Yeah. Um, Join and in. then get out there in community, you know, yeah. because human humans, we evolved, we co-evolved with nature in community. Yeah, it's so beautiful. You know, it's, it's not really, it's only been singular in like, the way it's presented in modern times because mm. it's really a communal experience. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I <clears throat> printed out a couple of your blog posts. I thought, um, you know, so people can get a little taste if they haven't already read of your writing. Um, and so obviously with the kids moon club too, you just get Nicolette's way with words. Oh, um, that, <laughs> No, you know what? There's something about it, Nicolette, your way with words. And um, so this is from one of Nicolette's posts about um, being messy. And let me, I just want to read a couple sentences. When we reflect back on our lives, most of us find that our most powerful life-altering moments aren't scripted. They are raw, unhinged, and well messy. Despite this, we as a society tend to worship at the foot of organization, cleanliness, minimalism, and order. You talk about each day there's a new guru or bestseller promising a system, standard, philosophy, or method that will let us feel in control once and for all. The only problem is we're fighting a never-ending battle. Um, Like nature, our lives are a variable tapestry knitted together by complex, ever-shifting forces. (laughs) Nicolette! (laughs) But it's, I mean, it touches your soul, the things you write, which is, you know, um, part of the reason why I really um, am wanting to highlight the Kids Moon Club, because what what you do is different, you know? There's a... um, there's something to it that just hits so many layers. So, well, let's take a minute and talk about, can we talk about your poetry background? <laughs> sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard for me to, I, I am so grateful for the praise. It's so hard to accept it. And here's why, because, so I got my master's in poetry um, and it was, it was a really leap of faith because it came from a background where we just didn't have much money. And that was just such the hmm. wrong thing to do. Like, yes. It, Yes. You know, but I had I had gone to undergrad and then it wasn't my passion and it was pretty much a disaster. And then I'm like, you know what? I went to Teach for America, taught in the classroom. Oh, and my brother did that. Okay. And that was a whole experience inside those walls. And then I just felt like I, I needed to do something that was straight from, you know, from from me and straight from from a part where it wasn't about the money. It was just about, and that really, that leap of faith transformed my entire life because wow. it's like, I just felt like myself opened up when I made that decision, you know, and, and just got me out of a lot of the patterns that I had around um, money and, and scarcity growing up. Mm. So then I just wrote, I just got to write. I wrote for me. 
I wrote to write. And so when I write, it, it feels like it comes from just, you know, it's part channeling, it's part other in all the influence coming in. And so then it just comes out and, and I feel like it's part me, part not me. I feel so grateful for it. I feel like you never feel like a poem is done. It's just like when you read that blog post, I'm still editing it in my mind, but I'm, <laughs> I'm so happy to be able to share to, to then, to then bring in nature into my world of poetry because poetry can get really like, you can really go down into the dark place. Yeah, right. Dark, yeah. <laughs> and so I feel like uh, being able to share my voice in a different way, in a way that just feels so much more whole um, it, it has definitely healed a part of me to be able to bring those two passions together and feel like this is what I'm, um, I'm supposed to be doing. Well, it's interesting. It's interesting because this particular blog post, and you have so many great things on your blog, which is wilderchild.com. And I think I was saying all oh, wilder child, but it's just wilder child, um, right? Dot com. Yes. Um, is you know, this particular post is about embracing the life-changing magic of making a mess. And I think that getting a master's in poetry probably felt a little bit like (laughs) making a mess, right? You're like, uh, you know, is this a responsible thing to do? (laughs) It's it's terrible the way that we, we have, we're so pushed to um, try to hold it all together, Hmm. you know, in every way, like, from all the way through our early ed, all the way, you just got to keep it together. You got to hold it together. But when you're out in nature, everything's falling apart. Nothing, even a tree, you know, it is decaying before your very eyes. It's happening at a very slow rate, but everything's like mixing and mashing together and everything's getting wet and everything's getting freezing and unfreezing and falling apart and storms are happening. There's all this whole cycle of, of, continuous like everything's at a different stage yeah. like at every point and it's really a reflection of our um e- our internal ecosystem and so yeah. like, like you know so that when you look out there you're getting a much more accurate reflection of how we work like how yeah. we truly work yeah and there's a lot of grace then I think for me that comes um being out as long uh, as much as I have been um, I'm a teacher at a forest school and it's just like, you're out so much. You start to forgive yourself. Mm. And that's happened to me. Um, and I almost get like choked up thinking about it because I, I don't have to hold it all together. Like I can just yeah. let go and it's going to enrich whatever I shed is going to enrich just like the things that shed enrich the soil. And so I'm aligning with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's such a, it's such there's so many lessons out there and I've gotten a lot of them. You know, you've been doing your farm for a while. We just actually started in the past couple of years to, to try and grow things. And I would say that one of the most beautiful lessons I learned is that there's beauty in the mess. And, you know, if you yes. look at growth, it's not linear and you can't control it, but whatever blooms or whatever, um, whatever grows that you can mm-hmm. harvest, it's thrilling. And so yes. even in a family setting, you know, it's like, oh, you want everyone to grow and everyone at the same rate and, or in a school setting, right? Mm. And it all to be rose and perfect. And, um, but when you go outside, it's not, but, but it's beautiful. Right. 
yeah, and you don't know what's going to happen in the garden. I mean, we don't, we don't have the full picture. We don't, it's, it's all, it's about control. Like we want to control everything. Mm -hmm. Um, But we can't. And in terms of how people think about educating their children now, we don't know what's coming. Obviously that's been so, never has been more true in modern times than we don't know what's coming. So the more you can align with more of a flexible type of um, like cycle of renewal as, as opposed to, you know, thinking that you know what's coming it's just the the better the more ironically the more stable you will become yeah. and the more you are preparing your children it's we yeah. do a disservice and ourselves a disservice when we think that everything that we're teaching them that we know exactly what they're going to need to know mm-hmm. so it's just we can teach them to our best ability but i think it's like being of two minds at the same time, which is a hard energetic place to live. We both give them what we know and what we feel is going to be true. But at the same time, occupying that space of, well, also we don't know. And that's how nature is again, occupying multiple states of being at the same time, beautifully doing that. And because it's not about control in nature, it's about, um, everything it's about it's about different things for everyone but to me it's about everything continuing to exist like it's yeah. not just about the tree existing it's about you know it's not about just one animal existing it's about every single thing is existing so some things have to let go and lose their sense of of like stability in order for other things to be able to exist and that's just you don't like, I don't know everything and I want my kids to know that's one of the most important things that we build into our education and our outdoor education is that, like, I don't know. I don't yes. Know. <laughs> oh, you know, that, it reminds me of this other post that you talk about where um, you say, I almost feel like an imposter. Um, you know, sort of going out and, and leading your children or leading other children into these sort of nature journeys. Um, but then you say you are enough, yeah. you know, you are enough. And I yes. think, I think that's a, I think that's a foundational message for a parent, for mm-hmm. a teacher, for a person, yes. you know, to know that they are enough and, um, you know, that we don't have to, you say we don't have to obsess, you know? No, you don't have to know all the Latin names. You don't need right. to be a naturalist. I mean, I went in completely, like, fairly just not, I mean, just with eyes, <laughs> eyes closed. And this a lot is why of, we don't have a not, long list of credentials. Does not. <laughs> that's what I'll say. Well, my child, really, her natural curiosity at the time and her... Um, the fact that she was exploring that land for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. And so I learned through her experience and yeah. she opened my heart and it was the only thing I could say that would be one thing that I did go in with that changed the entire experience for me and has brought me to where I am right now is my willingness I was open to her, like my yeah. relationship with her. And I was open to nature. I, I I did come in with a, 
curiosity and an, and a willingness. Yeah. So if there is one trait, I think it's willingness. The more you can just be willing to just experience and and turn and then your senses will follow. And yeah. then after your senses start to wake up, John Young talks about this a lot. He's one of my heroes, but he talks about how you know, there are things that literally do not wake up unless you are, you go out there like birdsong, for example, like your brain is what the Robin knows is just glorious book, but it's your brain will either wake up or not based on how much you experience like birdsong. So you, that part of you will, will just completely light up. And so you don't have to really worry too much about, all the skills that it's, it's the relational components, the willingness and being open to the relationship. It's like a trusted friend. It's like anybody you're, you're, you're trying to get to know, you can tell if you're more open to them, the relationship's going to deepen and it's going to grow. You're going to have a chance. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's the most, the relationship is at the center of nature connection for our family. Yeah. And that takes time. Like, just give it time. You Mm -hmm. wouldn't expect that you would go and meet somebody and be best friends with them right away. Things take, real relationships take time. And so it's okay. Just take it slow. That's a really good parallel. Do you, have you heard that quote? It's, um, and I can't think of who it's by. I've posted it before, um, but it says, we never could have learned to love the earth so well if there were no childhood in it. Something like that. And I think that's it. I hope that's it. Yeah, that's. Uh, but I used like, to. Do you know? Yes, that's it. Okay, and so I used to think it meant, and it may mean this, that childhood is what is where we sort of learn to love the earth. But when I had kids, it actually made me realize that, at least for me, I was like, I have learned to love the earth because of my kids' childhood. Yes. You know that their childhood has what has been yeah. what has has made me love the earth um and we're all because, children yeah i mean we yeah like exactly and we re-experience we get reinitiated into our childhood yeah in the, in the you should feel like a child again first for many of us maybe the childhood that we never had outside i know i went through 12 years of compulsory schooling it's very i didn't get the time that i have now it's a privilege um to have it. So, so many of us for better or worse experienced that. And so there is a reinitiation um, for wild schooling. That's like de- uh, unschooling has this de-schooling component, which is this period of time that you just need to like, just basically not do anything, just de-school your mind, um, decontextualize your mind from those years, the way you think education is supposed to be. And for wild schooling, it's really about rejoining and taking that solar year to just reinitiate into your childhood again through feeling, through sensory experience. Um, So getting dirty, smelling, (laughs) basically just feeling again, full feeling, all the experience on movement, Oh my gosh, movement, move, like jump, leap, climb. I followed my, I followed my daughter around just doing what she did because I was 
reinitiating oh, reinitiating my body back into those movements that I hadn't done. And so if you follow a child or I don't know if I could do that now. <laughs> now I'm getting older. <laughs> but but um, you start to feel things you've never felt before. If you want to feel things, you you want to break your patterns and you want to feel things you haven't felt before and you want to connect with nature in a way you haven't before, you have to move in ways that you haven't Yeah, before. I tell you what, man, uh, kids are really awe-inspiring. If you take a step back and you really look, there was actually a video going around a while back and it was probably one of my favorite ones ever. It was a bunch of adults on playground equipment yeah. and they were just like, falling and smashing and it was yes. funny it was funny but it made you think like the way that these kids can move their bodies we were in um this is embarrassing a little bit but we were in North Carolina uh in the Asheville area which is one of our favorite places oh, to go visit yes. there's just waterfalls everywhere and um yes. there's this one called Graveyard Fields which is a funny name but anyway it's beautiful in the fall and so we're hiking and you know, you can walk through the waterfall, like down at the bottom, you know, and it's real slippery. And so it's amazing how much your brain is turned on in those moments because mm -hmm, you're mm -hmm. really having to assess with every step, yes. you know, am I stable or I just remember my brain being exhausted after those different experiences. And, <laughs> and it's a reminder that this is all cognitive yes. in our brains. But I slipped, Nicolette, one time and my oh, no. daughter, I think she was six. She grabbed me. You know, I wouldn't have gotten really hurt, but I, I would have washed, I would have washed down a little ways, you know, and I thought, wow, like these wow. kids can really move in their bodies yes. in ways that are, I think, almost miraculous, you oh, know? absolutely. Yeah. Right. And they're yeah. doing it while they're relationship building out there. Yeah. So when you in a relationship, when you're willing to take risks, when you're willing to explore, ask questions of the other person, really get personal, go with them places that you typically wouldn't go. If you're just staying with your friend, your friendship is on the edges. Hmm. You're never going to get into the deep forest, you know, yeah. but and now every year I can see um, that my daughter, like I'm co-parenting with Mother Nature, you know, yeah. she is. Uh, yes, but we're co-creating yes. and my daughter's relationship with with nature deepens every single year in a way that I could probably only dream of it. And they just yeah. keep going deeper and deeper into their own personal, unique relationship. And there's culture like we have um, Mother Maple is, is such a, a it's such about deep culture that can only be built through trust. But we have a tree called Mother Maple and. I didn't, I never, my rule with mother Maple was I will not pick you up and you have to get yourself down. Like, and it seems harsh, but that's how we do it. That was the rule. And so every year, a little bit more and a little bit more. And, and we would tap mother Maple and like lots of storytelling under her branches and really calling her by name. And we're, we're like building that culture and building those stories and building that sanctuary, there's so much that we can do to aid in building sanctuary for children um, outside. Like they're going to do it naturally when they go out there, but in terms of like over 200,000 years of storytelling, story is so powerful. If you have story, you're, you're knitting you're knitting yourself to the landscape. I mean, you're really storing wow. the landscape. So yes, you do that yeah, with your Meriwether. 
your yeah, pumpkin. Just like you our just sun. Like cool you know, thing. When the sun rises, like if you know where the sun rises on your land, start with your story there. Like whatever you want to do. Like for us, it's father sons waking up and that's where the peepers are. It's it on our land. And so they're talking to the, pe- he's talking to the peepers in the morning and Aww. you know, then it, tra- and then it tra- transverses, traverses our entire property. And there's a story point at every part of our property, but it's really just knitting that into their memories. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then your body becomes indistinguishable with the land. Yeah. And that's the way that indigenous people um, whom I still just so much inspiration and so much honoring of the indigenous people who were on our land and also who are still like living and doing so much good work um, with preserving and trying to share culture. Mm-hmm. So, cause that's that my passion is so much about where, where human culture just meets nature and the magic that happens there. Yeah. But we can do that as a family. Yes, yes, Uh, and it's so beautiful. Uh, Everyone wants to start their year off on the right foot, and for me, that means making sure I'm eating well and have enough energy to do everything I want to do. But I'm not going to run to the butcher every day to get a fresh cut of quality meat. That's why Good Chop is such a lifesaver for our family. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on your schedule. Their products are vacuum-sealed and frozen at peak freshness, so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want. We had a somewhat last-minute get-together recently, and it was so incredibly convenient to just head to the freezer and pull out a couple bags of Good Chops hamburger patties to whip up some burgers quickly. They were so delicious. Besides being delicious, it's important to know it won't cost you a fortune either. Good Chops' price per meal starts at just $3.74. Go to goodchop.com slash outside120 and use code outside120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code outside120 at goodchop.com slash outside120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com slash outside120 code outside120. I have been looking for simple ways to form healthy habits and get the nutrients my body needs when my immune system feels unsupported. And that's why I decided to give AG1 a try. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. And it makes me feel nourished and ready to face the day. As a parent, longevity is on my mind more than ever before. I want to make sure I'm taking really good care of myself so I can continue to show up for the moments that matter with my kids. Every day, AG1 helps me build long-term health with daily nutrients that support brain, gut, and immune health. All it takes is one scoop a day, and I'm setting myself up for the long run. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash 1000. That's drinkag1.com slash 1000. Check it out. 
we're running or running low, Nicolette. <laughs> I just, well, I, can we take in it? I, we don't even have enough time to like really give it justice or do it justice. But you started wild schooling, uh, this concept of wild schooling. And so I would love for people to hear just a little bit about that or a lot of it about that, whatever. Um, but even on your website, you have sort of these 10 sort of foundational pillars about wild mm-hmm. schooling. And um, so yeah. if people aren't familiar uh, or if they're a little bit familiar, let's do, can we talk about that for a the minute? The short story is that um, my, my, so we had been on our land for, well, it was four years at that, three years at that point, And then kindergarten was coming and it was just, we were so deep into our experience at that point. It really was somatic. It was a somatic decision more than anything. Cause my daughter, is um, just somebody who sings and dances throughout her entire day. And and then that was happening with nature, singing to the plant. I just couldn't take her out of the environment. It was about like, I could not take her out of the environment because she was too connected to the environment. Um, so then I started, you know, we called our way of walking wild schooling. Um, and then it just... I felt lonely. I wanted community. So started putting that out there, um, put that out into the universe. And then it just, it was in the zeitgeist. It was really just, there was a need for, for that, um, for homeschooling families, like a nature bonded homeschooling movement. And then it has just grown from there. We have 80,000 people in the Facebook a community and just families all over the world. Yeah. And I still, I actually can't even believe it. And we're working on something called wild schooling villages that is going to bring those communities Aww. together and really um, circle in a way and give them a framework for building that culture because it's just been so, so lost. It's so yeah. hard to know. Um, you know, we get, sometimes you get in co-ops and they're just not, they're not, for some people, they work beautifully and some people struggle with it. So um, villages will give people an opportunity to gather regardless of they, um, like what other, whatever side they're coming from, it'll be gathering in a way that it can either add on to your co-op or it can really just be something altogether different. So wild schooling is, a, is I think, the community. The community tells me what they want. I try to make it happen. It's being co-created with all these people. It's nothing that I ever saw coming. I never intended to homeschool. So um, it's been, it's been, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm just overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. I love it. <laughs> so that, you that's know, homeschooling. <laughs> so come on it, over. <laughs> um, it's interesting because I, I talked to Angela Hanscom who wrote Balanced and Barefoot. Oh, I did such a great book. We talked recently and she said, you know, I, I never planned on working, you know, I wasn't yeah. planning out. This was not my plan. And so it's so, it's so neat to hear people's stories, you know, where they say this was not my plan and yet it's so wildly successful, you know, mm-hmm. and I think it's, it's because you followed your path, the path that you're supposed to follow and yes. done the things that are scary and done the things that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe seem wild and irresponsible and you know but you knew that's what you were supposed to do and so you know you did them anyway um I don't think I could have done those things had I not really um decolonized a lot of the way that I was thinking and done my work in nature and I can honest I can completely say that I would not be where I am I would not have followed my path because it was it was just completely in separable from my journey in reconnecting with nature. 
because yeah. I because it, it gave me permission like it changed again it changed the way I think mm. about time yeah. the way I think about my options that are available to me the yes. way that I think about my own power the yeah. way that I think about my relationship with with my children my family yeah. my community it, it you know when you're looking at the wilder community and you're making all these connections uh, it it changed it, it gave me my own uh permission and strength to go towards my purpose. And and then every day I see that reflected. I'm sharing that. I'm sharing my experience out there every day. And just, it's like that beautiful circular experience. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's why I have so much gratitude. Yeah. I think if you go forward in nature with gratitude, there's it's every day. I'm like, oh, that I can share this beautiful experience. And it just, you've impacted the world. So where, so we talked about it a little bit with Kids Moon Club. Um, People can find you on Facebook because you have the largest following of anybody that I know. Um, And it's just, well, you just share your beautiful poetry and you, everything is uplifting. So people can find you on Facebook, Wilder Child. Um, And your website, once again, is wilderchild.com. And I'm sure you have a newsletter. People sign up there so they can um, make sure they know what's going on. And then you're on Instagram. Are there any other spots? I want to make sure we don't that's miss it. anything. Yep, that's enough, right? That's, that's kind enough. of enough. Oh like, like, TikTok, I'm like, no. Yeah, there's a lot. I know, it's a lot. Um, and I just want to encourage people. I mean, you got you to gotta connect with Nicolette. I'm going to read the one that's on the top here, No Barefoot. No barefooted tree climbing, frog holding, mud pie baking, cloud spotting, puddle stomping, bird calling, wild foraging, moon gazing, firefly chasing, fort building, creek following, rock hunting moment with mother nature is ever wasted. I mean, it's like that all the way through. So (laughs) people definitely have to connect with you, Nicolette. Can we end with um, a favorite memory of yours from childhood that was outside? I have that one so easy because it's it's etched upon my very soul, and it, it it's it's in Michigan. My family used to go for one vacation a year. We drove up to Traverse City, and we stayed in a little cabin on a lake. And there was a and the same cabin every year. And there was a long dock, and the stars up there are just ridiculous. So I would put my hand in the water and the stars would be reflected in the water and I would just swirl I would swirl the stars uh, and wow I just come I, on and that's your, you know what that should be the title of your book it changed my life because I moved up to Michigan wow. because of those memories I we grew up in northwest Indiana where it's right by the steel mills and it's it's just you know I didn't put we didn't put our feet in the most beautiful lake in one of the most beautiful lakes in the world Lake Michigan it's the same lake up here but my relationship with it was one of fear um it was a lot about me not you know having good enough knowledge but there was just this fear and culture of fear around the water and so healing that um and coming up here it wasn't about the location it was just about my relationship to it and so, but it was all because of that child. It, it was definitely wow. because of my childhood experience. And, and that's like what I want to leave everybody with is how powerful. It doesn't have to be big. That was once a year. Yes. And it was a brief yes. encounter. Yeah. And it, but it, but it was so sensory. And I was so, when, when children, you know, in your, when you're young, 
those moments are so powerful. Things as an adult, yes, it's wonderful to see the sand hills, of course, I gasp and I love it. But for them, they're feeling that their nervous systems aren't fully um, and their brains aren't fully developed. So that's hitting them like massively. So anything that we do when they're little like that, that is um, co like where we're co-creating it with them, it's just gonna matter. It, yeah. it, it, what everybody's doing out there, it matters. Those little moments matter. Yeah. Yes. Swirl the stars. Wow. <laughs> wow, Nicolette. Come on. Well, I just, I appreciate you. Um, I appreciate your time here, uh, obviously. I just appreciate you as a person and, you know, all of the uplifting energy and light and ideas and permission that you give people to be free um, and to live life and to create, you know, to create and craft a life that um, they, yes, that they, yes, that you are doing so much for our world. So, Nicolette, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I am just, I am beyond thrilled that we've connected. Thank you for everything you're doing. You are a force. You are such a force. I am standing in awe of you. I sit in awe of you also. I'm just in awe of you. Thank you. Thank you for bringing me into your world. And I am so grateful to you and so happy that we could be doing this together. We need everybody, everybody that we can get. So thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy the Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of the Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy.